for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Sarah Louise, how's it going today? Hey, Tom, how are you? Doing pretty good. You know, just got back from Chicago, so kind of recovering and all that stuff. So it's it, it's been a fun week. So, oh, well, thanks um, for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit. So you're based out of the UK. Are, are you based out of Essex? Was I reading that correctly? I was originally in Essex, but now okay. I'm in Suffolk, so okay. not too far. Okay. Uh, and so what was it like? And you grew up in Essex? Mm-hmm. I was born in Colchester. Okay. What was it like uh, growing up there? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's actually Britain's oldest recorded town, you know, where I was born. Oh. Um, it was lovely because obviously everybody, it's a small community. It's now a city actually, but um, yeah, it was, it was nice because I don't know. It's like everybody is as a community knows everybody, which is nice. Yeah. But if you go somewhere like America, it's really difficult. You, you you meet new people all the time, don't you? Because yep. it's so big. So yeah, but I, I've kind of branched out a little bit now, so it's better. That's good. We, I mean, we definitely have small towns like that where everybody knows everybody, and but it's always good to grow. I grew up in a town like that where I knew everybody my age. My parents knew everybody, you know. So it was just a very you couldn't get away with anything because it's, everybody- it's lovely on one yeah. hand, but on the other hand, it's like. Oh, I need a break. Everyone knows my business. Yeah. It, it's like you're walking down the street and then the neighbor sees you and it's like, hey, you're not supposed to be walking down the street. What are you doing? And it's like, aren't you it. doing okay. this on a Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So uh, yeah. what what uh, got you into music? Was it your parents introduced you or what's kind of the story that got you into music? Well, my mom always said that I used to bounce to Super Trooper in my bouncer. Abba. And I always used to, when I was a baby, used to um, lip read and just like try and pretend I was singing um, Queen's Radio Gaga. Yeah. And I used to go at the same time. So uh, musically, I've always had the rhythm and I've always loved music. And my granddad made me my first mixtape when I was little and I really just got into it and just started singing, writing my own songs at about four years old. Let press and play, uh, like play and record on the old system. All the tiny little tapes. You remember the tiny little yep. tapes that you used to yep. be able to do with the dictaphones? I used to have them. Used to, honestly, if I could find them tapes now, I would have a field day just listening to my old songs because I just used to love it. That was my hobby. You know, like everyone's on their like Xboxes now. Yeah. That, that was my Xbox, just right. recording songs all day. Yeah. Now, are any of those songs that songs you still play today or that ended up getting released? No, it was only four. Okay, fair enough. But I have got them in my head. I have uh got them in my head still. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things where I've definitely had some interviews where, like, even though you're four, five, six, and you record this song, there's something about that song, whether it's the lyrics or the chorus or, you know, like a Brit, you know, just whatever it is, that kind of stuck in a lot of people's heads and they kind of transition it into a 
What's the word? That's interesting, actually. I might have to do that now. And I'll I'll blame you if it doesn't do well. (laughs) It happens. I'm used to it. No, No, it's it's cool because I think that it must have come from somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, at four, I had no idea what relationships were about, but I thought I did because I was singing about them. Yeah. And it gives you kind of the opportunity to mature the lyrics. Like you can go in and it's like, oh, that's kind of a catchy catchphrase. You know, that's a nice catchphrase right there. Let's see if we can bring this to a modern day and just kind of rework it, you know, whatever it is. So, no, that's really cool. You you got got a point there. I might have to look into that. But you have to be able to find the little tapes. Yeah. The the thing is, the ones that are stuck in my head are obviously the catchiest ones. Yeah. I I mean, I've got loads and loads of tapes somewhere on the in the um, in the mm. world i don't know mm. where that like i hope they're not on a scrap heap somewhere because i would love to listen to them yeah um, sure. but yeah music has been with me my whole life really awesome and you've been extremely busy over the last few years releasing albums eps singles you know you, you're just staying you i'd like to say that the pandemic didn't stop you that's i think that's, the pandemic was the making of me making music yeah because i didn't I didn't have any gigs to go to because I couldn't. And my my guitarist couldn't come around because he was not in my bubble. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, what am I going to do then? So I had to learn guitar. Oh. Um, and I'm still learning, obviously, now. It's, a, it's not a, it's not an easy task. And, and it's quite uh, overwhelming mm-hmm. when you play guitar with people that can really play guitar because it almost makes you think, what am I bothering? <laughs> but... It's helped me create music, and what I do with that is I ask a professional guitarist to play it for mm-hmm. me, how I hear it, and I end up doing these guitar noises with my mouth, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's like, yep, I know, I know what you mean, Sarah, okay, cool. So Ben Newton, my, the guitarist that plays in most of my songs, has yeah. recorded most of my songs for me, he, t- he, ca- he kind of gets my style now. And um, so every time I record it, he's like, I know what you want. I know what you mean. I need, you yeah. need a bit of slide guitar on that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it's, it's really lovely. Cause he is almost like inside my head. Mm-hmm. You you built that, re- that relationship with him that he know he, it's almost that invaluable relationship because he, you could have like a half baked that makes no sense to even you, but he understands what you want. And it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, all I have to do is send him like a minute's WhatsApp message, and then he sends me the, sends me the backing track and goes, "Is this okay?" I'm like, "Oh my god, crying!" That's, yeah, <laughs> it's perfect, right? So, yeah. um, so let let's jump into the uh, most recent original because you just released a cover song a couple of weeks ago, but you also released a, an original with it. Uh, half of you. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the uh, story behind this song? So. I don't mind admitting it that um, sometimes relationship ends. Okay. So this like, this is like a long relationship of mine and um, it kind of like nothing was wrong. Like mm-hmm. we, I just knew that it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You, you know, in your heart, you know, when something's right and when it's not right. Um, so I felt like, you know, and also a lot of people in my life um, have passed away mm-hmm. and I feel like I've been given a second chance because of that. And, I don't want to just make do. I'm not being horrible, but I, I want the fairy tale or nothing. Mm. So you kind of know in your heart and your head what you want from a relationship. And if you don't have that feeling of, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, then it can't be right. So I literally, when we, when we broke up, I was like, right, I want to, I don't want to write a breakup song and be all sad and crying. 
you know, when I have to perform yeah. it, I want to kind of have a positive outlook on what I want. So it's like a manifestation. I know, I know how I want to feel. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a song sort of affirming the real thing. Um, and I sent it to Tim Brody Jones on piano. I was like, what do you think? Cause I don't play piano either. Yeah. I would just muck about on piano. And I was like, -na 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 I was like, Tim, what do you think of this? And he's like, yeah, it's good. It's got a good hook. I was like, really? What about the chorus? Do you like the chorus? He's like, yep. I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And I've, I've never used Tim Potty Jones as a producer before, but because it's a totally different meaning and a totally mm -hmm. different song, a totally different feel, I wanted to go totally different with it. And honestly, I absolutely loved it. Literally, when, as soon as he produced the track for me, I was like, wow, that's exactly what I wanted. You know, I had to give him a guide track to see what I wanted with it. Mm. I was like, yeah, I want this. And I want to like a firework in it. Yeah. Boom. And he'd done it. And I was so excited. And I thought, right, this is, this is not really country. Mm -hmm. This is more pop soul ballad. I don't mm -hmm. know how to explain it. It just didn't, yeah. I felt like I wasn't being truly country, even though I was using country instruments in it. I've, I thought it's more singer-songwriter style. So I entered it into the singer-songwriter charts this time. Mm -hmm. And it came number 10 in the main singer-songwriter charts with Lewis Capaldi. And um, I was just overwhelmed, you know? Like, I was I was thinking, is this really happening? And, like, literally, blue, blue grass, green grass. It's like green, green grass. And I was underneath. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Hey, you know what, though? There's an authenticity to the song that I think a lot of people just connect with. And that's that's why it's doing so well. So I can't believe how many streams. It's nearly had 5,000 streams. And yeah. I wasn't expecting it to because obviously it was just a, it was like my journal. I was just mm -hmm. letting off some steam. I didn't expect yeah. anything to happen with it because normally I write for other people. Mm -hmm. But the more I write for myself, the better the song does. So weird. I've just got to stop trying so hard and just be myself, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've told a lot of musicians that that authenticity is the key to success. I, like a lot of people resonate resonate with it, and they can tell when you're being authentic or you're playing a fake version of yourself. So, you'd mentioned that the pandemic kind of forced you to learn how to play guitar. Taking on guitar and learning that instrument did it change how you approach your uh, creative process? Totally. I think it limited me, to be honest, um, to start with, because I was only recording mm -hmm. what I was hearing, what I could actually create. Like, literally, I only like, like five chords. So I was creating all my songs around those five chords, and then I was basically limiting it. And then people used to say to me, oh, is this Beauty Starts From The Inside? I'm like, no, it's nice to say they're like, oh, it sounds the same. And I'm like, oh, oh. it sounds the same. And I yeah. don't want to be that. So my first album, The Shift, which was like full of my own mm. songs because my original one was recorded with my with my guitarist Steve mm. and he helped me do my first ever originals album, Yellow Ribbons, because he was like, Sarah, do it now. So you need to create a legacy. So go mm. and do it now. And he helped me record it. And like he literally didn't charge me any money at all because he wanted to help me. Literally just gave me his time and he used to perform with me and like, you know, I owe him. Yeah. No, but then you. I had to, I had to branch out on my own then after that. And and, mm. and some of the songs he was like, Sarah, what are you doing? That's not right. I don't like that song. That's rubbish. I was like, what? He's like, no, no, you need more. You need more. You're limiting yourself. So I was like, well, can you help me? And then he's like, no, I'm busy nope. now. So <laughs> gotcha. it, it was the best thing he could have done. 
mm-hmm. because it made me go and be a bit more, you know. So what I did was I just literally filled my days with playlists of other country songs and listened mm-hmm. to all of like the different diminished chords and all the country chords. Um, and then I went to the Bedford and had to play on my own with guitar in London mm-hmm. um, because Steve said, I'm not coming. You, you're on your own. I was like, Whoa. Oh no. Yeah. I was so nervous, Tom. I actually fell off the stool. Oh no. On the stage. I was so nervous. And it was just not a good impression for me, really, because but I, I got over it. Um mm-hmm. and then I just picked up, picked myself up literally, and then played my song. Um, they loved it, which was Sunflower. So then I released the Sunflower EP. Yep. But then when I got back from the Bedford, I had all these tunes in my head that I'd heard from the weekend, and I kind of stole some of the chord arrangements yeah. and mixed them up a little bit. Yep. And I thought, I can actually do this. I can actually do this. I've just got to move my fingers a little bit further over and lift them off a little bit more. And um, I come up with this song and I loved it. And then um, I played it live on Instagram just to see what everyone would think. Because I do tend to live stream a lot of my songwriting Mm. just to get some feedback. And my producer came on and he he never comes on my lives, but he actually, Mm -hmm. but this moment came on, he goes, what is this? I said, well, that's a song that I've just written. He went, it's the most amazing song I've ever heard. I went, sorry, what? He goes, right, come and record this. I'm going to record this for you as a gift because it's that good. I was like, because normally I can't record stuff because of money issues Mm -hmm. because, you know, it costs a lot to to release a song. Isn't that Um, the struggle of every musician? Just can't record it because of the money. It's just so much. It's it's not just the recording it though, Tom. It's like the releasing of it. It's like Mm -hmm. hiring musicians, the studio time, they're staying up at the studio, like finding a bed and breakfast. It's like, it's such a rigmarole. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, is it? And then you've got to find... Anyway, things don't put me off. And I went up and recorded it and I literally asked Ben to play guitar on it for me again. Mm -hmm. And he played guitar. Absolutely amazing. And that was my first number one. Yeah. Nice. I couldn't believe awesome. it. And I thought, nice. this is it. This is actually happening now. Yeah. People it, are it, taking me seriously. Yeah. It's amazing when somebody just kind of hears it and tells you to do something and you do it. And it's just like, oh, all I needed was that outside perspective. That's wild. So I, I'll try not to let people dictate to me because uh-huh. I, I want to be myself. I don't mm-hmm. want to be sort of guided. Yeah. I, I kind of, you know, I'm a grown up. I can make yeah. my own decisions, but I just like to get people's input mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are going to be listening to it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So oh. I want to know what they really think. And like, I've, I've been on TikTok live streams before and people have put my songs up on a poll and then people have had to write what they think of it and everything. And I'm going, oh. <laughs> be nice, be nice. So, But the thing is, it's good. It's good feedback because yeah. it helps you write the next one. Yeah, for sure. So really quick, where you stream just on TikTok or are you streaming on Twitch, Instagram, or are you kind of where you Well, now I'm on all of them because I'm trying to like keep up with everyone. So um, I kind of, I've now just joined Twitch because I'm trying to get with that uh, because TikTok have got some restrictions now with with songs that you can play. Even if I play my own songs, they do me for copyright sometimes. I'm like, excuse me, it's my song, but I'm fed up with fighting. So I'll just just do a different platform, you know? Mm -hmm. So I stream quite regularly on there and I always do um, a newsletter every month of where I'm going to be at what times because okay. I've been also busking as well in London so yes. I will I will have to go find you on Twitch we switched to Twitch last year to when did we you? Our, is it better? 
when we do our podcast, we do it on Twitch. It, in theory, it's better because when we do stream, more people see it. But I don't stream enough for it to be as effective. Like I need it's hard, to, isn't it? Yeah. To fit it in with the algorithms, hard, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. But um, so and then just another real quick question before we start wrapping this up. Half of you, Rosa Parks Boulevard. Those are the two songs that we've played already. Are they ultimately going to a uh, album? Are you working towards an album with that? Oh well, or? Rosa Parks Boulevard. Uh-huh. And My Beating Heart is already on my EP, The Now, which I released in ah, November. Okay, gotcha. I guess um, I should have read that. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm actually releasing another album in the summer, but I haven't okay. told anyone about what's going to be on it yet. But half of you is going to be on it, yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. And then, uh, of course, w- uh, this entire episode, we are ded- doing a huge promotion to Country on the Coast, which is a, a really cool music festival that I was hoping to be at this year. How did you get involved with uh, that festival? Is it your first time or? It's my first time there. I'm really mm-hmm. happy. Um, so Rachel basically asked me, a slot has become available at Country on the Coast. Would you like to do it? Wow. And But the, the thing is, I'm already going on a songwriting retreat in Scotland that weekend. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be really hard logistically to do, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. Just say yes and figure it out later. Yeah. So yeah. I'm literally going to do thousands of miles this this coming weekend, but I don't right. care because I just want to play, you know? Do you know what, what day you're playing? Because I know it's, what is Friday. it? Like, Friday. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Because that was the issue I was having when I was kind of plan when I was originally still going and I was planning out the trip, the only way I could get in was flying into London. And I'm like, all right, how do I get from London down to uh the south coast there and i'm just like trying to figure it out because i've never oh, been to the uk yeah, that is quite that is quite a difficult journey isn't it yeah and i've got a couple of friends that live down like near bath and like they live on the south coast and they're like well you could take the bus the bus is pretty good but i don't know like yeah you wouldn't have so. got you there in time would it no probably not but well okay. you know if i'd have known i could have picked you up couldn't i <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those things where it's just like because I, I don't like renting especially when i've been go to a new country by myself i don't necessarily like renting a car because i don't know all the driving the different driving rules especially going to some place like the uk so i was just like i mean i don't like renting a car at the best of times whether i'm in my country or not yeah um but i totally and you'll be jet lagged it's not you know you don't really want to be driving when you're jet lagged do you yeah no not on the different side of the road it's difficult i get that for sure. For sure. But no, it's really cool that you're a part of it. And hopefully I'll get an opportunity to come out there later this year and, uh, you know, have a good time. You know, UK has been a, a, uh, bucket list location for us for at least six years. So amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I look forward to meeting you when you do. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, before we go into your last song here, if anybody wants to check you or check out your shows, check out your music, find you on social media, where's the best place to find you? So all of my social media, if you go to my website, www.sarahlouise.biz, um, everything is on there, really. Um, awesome. Sarah, Sarah Louise Official on TikTok and Instagram and Sarah Louise Music on Facebook and YouTube. 